Okay, and uh, welcome to another Generations Game Podcast. And uh, we have a new, I was going to say victim, uh, a new... <laughs> a new willing volunteer. She did actually volunteer. Uh, this is Emma from the newsroom. You did actually volunteer to come and have a little chat on, on uh, the Generations game. Yeah. I actually did. I was like, do you know what? I can put my skills to be a young person to good use and help you out. Well, thank you, Oba. It's uh, very nice for you to be here. <laughs> so, yes, we know So we know uh, Chris is around about 40 or thereabouts. You're still 40? Yeah. Um, last time I checked, yeah. well, I'm not getting any younger, okay. Howard. But I'm still 60. And you, Emma, are... I'm 22. 22. Yeah, okay. I'm the age of Taylor Swift in her very popular song. And a very popular song. Uh, so, and the whole point of this little podcast is just exploring some of the differences between the generations, and roughly there is 20 years between each of us um, and we were talking not that sorry can I just stop you there please do um, did actually kind of reveal our ages but um, I, I don't believe you really six nailed us 60 yeah yeah no he does look a lot younger than yeah. that I'll be 61 in October there you go yeah well happy birthday for then why did I go oh like I did oh, <laughs> oh, just <laughs> It's just simply on the basis that it's that yeah, it's a long time before she'll get ready. Yeah. <laughs> like just under if forty world, years. If the world hasn't exploded, yeah. or yeah. you know the sea levels haven't risen too much that we've all you know like drowned or whatever, then yeah, yeah. Oh, it is a bit terrifying. You know, it will be around about two thousand and sixty-two by the time Emma's got to doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just putting out, and I suspect I will not be there. To wish you a happy birthday. But there again, you see, you don't know, do you? Because, I mean, every year, I mean, I sort of keep a vague eye on sort of popular science and I've always quite liked science things. And already we are sort of growing and manufacturing heart valves, hearts, body parts. And I'm thinking, well, how long will it be before you think, oh, my heart's going. And they say, what size is it? And you say, well, just a medium-sized one, please. And it's a <laughs> We'll grow a new one, yeah? If you want, I can cry. We can get you cryogenically frozen. What does that mean? And it's like, have you... <laughs> have you seen have you seen the marvel films i've seen a few of them yeah. okay so you know what happened to chris evans in the first one the first avenger are we talking about the radio dj no no the actor um he plays yeah. captain america he like was frozen under ice and then he like came back to life and then he was like the age he was in like night or whatever yeah, yeah, so what i'm yeah. thinking is we cryogenically freeze howard Oh. And then we can bring him back for my 60th birthday. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Rumour yeah. has it yeah. that uh, that's what happened to uh, Walt Disney. And that there are firms, aren't there, who genuinely offer that service. I don't know, certainly not in the Isle of Man, but possibly in Britain, definitely in America, where you can choose to have your body, I think. I think the concept is you, you're frozen shortly after you sort of technically die, and then they freeze everything cryogenically, as you say, so it'll stay there pretty much forever. It'll cost you, or it'll cost your family or your estate, on the basis that you have a perfectly preserved body and in 2060, 2090, 31, whatever it is, when they make people say, oh, well, yes, remember that Chris Quirky died of a, you know, yeah, of a yeah. faulty lung, just whacking you long in and bring you back to life. But what if you um, decided to get frozen and thought, well, do you know what, I'll come back at a better time and they forgot. You would just be in a constant dream for the rest of your life. And do they put a note on your like on your like coffin type thing and say like he wants to come back in and then yeah. it's like a better time. A better time. <laughs> <laughs> and who decides when a better time is?
Well, well more to the point though, it struck me though, when you do, if you did come back, um, it's not actually a proven technology, is it? Because I don't think there's anyone for certain knows you can actually do this in as much as say, oh yes, yeah, he needs a new lung. Here we go, we'll just defrost him, wank the new lung in, and then presumably, I don't know, get a sort of like a defib or something, pump, jump to start you back to life. Yeah. Well, how would they did it in the Marvel film? So they I don't understand why they can't do it in real life. Well, <laughs> did it? Uh, Sylvester Stallone done it um, in Demolition Man. Do you remember that? Uh, no. What's Demolition Man? Oh my goodness, this is the You're age right. divide, this one. This is the years before and after making me on my own. Yeah, it was a movie uh, called Demolition Man, Sylvester Stallone, and they literally froze him just like what we've mentioned here, and then brought him back later on, and that, that's pretty much it, really. But more to the point, would you not be slightly worried? Because if it did work, and then you came round again, so I'd come around and say, oh, gosh, wow, where am I? What year is it? It's uh, it's 3124. Yeah. Great, I'll just go and see my friend. You know, where's, where's Emma? You know, she died 120 years ago. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, well, where's Chris? Now he died 160 years ago. <laughs> oh. And wouldn't it be a little bit weird? You'd be there, sort of, at your same age, whatever you die. Yeah, but... I've, and I've, all you could do would be able to look up your, basically, your great-great-grandchildren. Have you not heard the Year 3000 yeah. song by, is it Busted? Busted? Yeah. Then you could just live out that the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it, because nobody wants to hear that. But, like... Good point. I'm agreeing, Chris. That was really... Oh, I mean, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> sing, sing. It's time. <laughs> I'll agree as well. I've heard her sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be not great. I think no. I think it'd be a bit of a weird one. Uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, not convinced with that. And the older I get, the more I realise it, it is true. Probably what your folks always tell you. you: you don't feel any difference, other than you know something drops off, or you have an illness, or a disease, or whatever the case may be. If you're unfortunate enough, and let's face it, at some stage, you're going to get something. Um, but yeah, other than that, you, you don't feel any different, do you? You feel exactly the same inside when you're 60s, you did when you're 40s, you did when you were 22. And I was chatting just to ache a bit more here to Ben when we had that meeting earlier and there was beanbags around and Ben sat down and I said to him, the thing is about our age now, you'll probably struggle to get out of that. And he said, well, well yeah. The other day I had a, a meeting in the newsroom and I sat down and it took an extra 10 or 15 seconds to get up. Because as you get older, your body, it just deteriorates. You don't know, at least she's looking at me in pure shock here. Yeah. Like I'm, well, I actually, apart. I'm actually shook. Of, I, act, I do not want to get to 40 and not be able to get up off a beanbag. Like, that sounds so depressing. At least you know what a beanbag is. Which is I, I had a beanbag in my bedroom when I was younger. It's now migrated down to our living room. But I had a beanbag. It's pale pink and it's got white spots on it. So, yeah, I know. You could call. Well, you do get to the stage as well. Actually, whenever you get up, you go, ah. Yes, no, the noises come out, don't they, when you, yeah. you get older. Or when you sit down, you can put your hands down first on the chair, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. And I noticed that. So, have you noticed that? No. Look, look at this. This is really shocking. Like, these people are dying around with this chair. Because I can get up off a chair like a normal person and just yeah. stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. just don't think about it. You don't know. But there will come a time, of course. Oh, there will come a time, yeah. You'll, you'll probably have a cane and a stick and you'll be hobbling about. Yeah, but I've decided already that I'm going to be an eccentric old person. Yeah, yeah. But what if you can't get well, up it's, it's a natural follow-on from being an eccentric <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just going to have to design an eccentric looking wheelchair or something or, yeah. I don't know, maybe... Square wheels. <laughs> Square wheels. No. Just drag it <laughs> in <laughs> I'll keep her in her place there. <laughs> I think, you know, your thoughts definitely do change as I think as you get older. And again, I can think, yeah, I mean, I 
I mean, I have hit 60 now, and without a doubt, I can remember where it's 60. I thought, geez, that's really ancient, isn't it? And now, of course, I've hit the age, and I'm thinking, no, it's not that bad, is it? It's not actually that old anymore. And in the scale of things, compared to going back a few generations, 60 isn't that old now, because all the time, as we know, we're living longer, generally, because medical science is improving, and health generally is improving, and living standards, I know they're not improving necessarily at the moment, but they have improved dramatically over the last century or so. And as is witnessed by the things of, um, you know, the riots up in France at the moment or whatever, but the things like retirement age. Yes. At one stage, yeah, you'd retire at 60 because you might be dead by 70, but now the chances are you'll be going strong at 75. And that's an awfully long time then to be pulling a pension or whatever if yeah. you've already been working for 25, 30 years. Uh, and I think that's where it starts getting complicated because you, like I said, by the time you may or may not come to retire, if you think about it, my guess would be the concept of retirement by the time you get to my age will probably have gone altogether. Now, it's just a case if you carry on working in some form or other until pretty much you, you pop your clogs. I don't think I'd like that. I don't think I could work my whole life. I think I'd, you'd have to, I think you have to cut off at some point because I think potentially, you know, you know, you, like, you, like you said before, your body does start to give up on you at some point. It does a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. But there again, like I said, that's, what, that's another unknown, isn't it? You think... There's absolutely no doubt that medical science is improving every year. And with AI and all these other new technologies coming in, you just feel that speed of change is going to actually increase over the years. And so, yeah, I was just saying at the beginning, you think, you know, <laughs> things now, which, yeah, things now, which would be a real problem 20, 30 years' time, would just be a case of, oh, we can sort that out. It's no problem. You think, well, we've got it really bad. Yeah, that's fine. Just come in. We'll just do a bit of laser treatment on that. We'll just do a bit of 3D remodeling on the base of your spine or whatever the case may be. And it might be very standard, assuming we've got all the nurses and tech and enough people to actually do it. I've got I've got a friend who has worked on building sites for years, and he's actually a bit younger than me, but his his knees are gone, his back, his lower back, um, and he's nowhere near retirement age. But if someone you know were to be retired, it it would be him, you know, because he physically can't um, you know sort of do the job anymore. So now he's in a predicament where he's going to have to retrain to do. A completely different career um, which is going to set him back obviously many many years so he can try and achieve that you know financial threshold that he got to with his mortgage and and things like that so you know in terms of you know a retirement age I, I don't think it's fair I don't want to be working you know until until I drop uh, I'm sure you don't and well not it's not long for you how <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, we know where you stand. I think it also depends, as you say, on the type of work you're doing and that clearly if you're doing a really physical labour, then yeah, I don't think you can carry on for that long with no. something or indeed something with an awful lot of mental stress, maybe not. Again, would you want a, a fireman who was 78 to be coming to your house to go up a ladder and try and risk <laughs> And you're thinking, well, probably not, but the chances are, I doubt they're not going to be as agile and nimble and as fast and as strong as they were when they were still 38. And so you think there's opposite things there. But the sort of stuff we do here, working in, say, radio, or which probably become things like radio, media, entertainment, stuff like that, you think, well, you can still carry on doing that when you're 60, the same as you can when you're 40, the same as you can when you're 20, and probably 
Uh, there are plenty of people at Manx Radio who are considerably older than me who are still broadcasting and doing stuff. I'm hardly the uh, hardly the eldest here, so you think it all depends on what you're doing and what However, you want to do. Um, with radio, um, before coming up here, Christian Jones showed me something. I don't know if he showed you. No, I asked him what his level of humour was, and then he said, oh, OK, I won't play it to you then. So I was like, great. So I haven't heard it. Right, so, you know, talking about radio and retiring in radio and our jobs and that sort of thing, well, after listening to what Christian had, I think there's a strong possibility that um, we won't be retiring in radio, but we could probably get sacked at some point or, or let go of because this AI system in place now is amazing. And he played me a clip of him talking about AI and a story saying, oh, AI is taking over the world, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, you know, what do you think of that? And I said, oh, yeah, it's good. He said, well, what would you say if I told you that was actually AI the whole speech was AI I couldn't believe it and it sounded identical to him he spoke into it for a good you know minute or two it analyzed his voice and um, the inflections everything is so accurate and yeah he, he obviously typed in his script played it back and you you wouldn't know um, you know so who knows what the feature's gonna hold will news be simply just typed and then played at a certain time or even DJs you know and um, there might not be any need for us we might just instead of remoting in to you know do a show we might just stop it oh yeah I'll type a few words up you know you know I suppose that there is I suppose there's two things about that isn't it it's a case of what what you'd want AI to do and if it's something just boring and repetitive and frankly that you just need a voice then you think yeah you don't necessarily need someone there so i suppose in theory something like a newscast if it's just a straight newscast where it's basically someone reading a script off a screen or a piece of paper and you could just basically type that in and if, if it could be read out in a voice that people liked and no one could tell you could argue well why bother then i suppose something like a dj or something like that then it's a case of obviously if they were inputting it then they would still have their input into what they were talking about and you know their personality and that's the whole thing isn't it i suppose ai doesn't currently have a sort of personality or quirkiness unless you excuse the pun unless it's actually programmed for the person who actually is the person as it were if you were to be able to choose a voice what would it be what, 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 what kind of what kind of voice would you choose would it have an accent um would you have like a, a really sort of deep late night show voice if you were to do a show or something and you had like full control over it? I don't know because I've always, I, the thing is I'm not a morning person so I wouldn't be able to, I would be very good like a happy, chirpy morning person. Yeah. So I'd go for like an afternoon, evening but I'm a bit of a night owl. Yeah. So potentially something like that. But if you turn like accent, um, I'm not very good at accents in general, no. but I do like a French accent. I think they're the best. Yeah, could you do one? Mm, not very well. Hang on. Mm. I just start with French. I have to be like, bonjour, je m'appelle Emma. My name is Emma. And I, uh, it's not very good. It's really bad. You can cut that bit out, Howard. This is I And then he goes on like, we left birds. I think I can see the tower bushes outside the window, although it is a little bit uh, misty outside. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I apologise to any French people who have French family that just listen to that. I apologise <laughs> profusely. Do you want that French sultriness? No, but I think it would be good for a late night show, though. That'd be good. You had a French fancy or something like that. Could, uh, you know, play some love songs and be like, oh. Emma's French fancy. <laughs> 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 